Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Movie Podcast. My name is Daniel and joining alongside me today is Anthony. How you doing, Anthony? Vengeance. You're doing Vengeance? Vengeance is on my mind. Vengeance is on all of our minds because yeah. we are so close to watching the Batman. How are you feeling, Lo? Like a like a kid with a lot of vengeance. <laughs> I was going to say like a kid in a candy store, but no, I want vengeance. No, vengeance, vengeance is what's for sale. Yes. Vengeance is what's for sale. Uh, today's a very special edition of the movie podcast. You may be wondering why, because we had such a great episode that dropped on Monday. Well, we're so excited to let you know that we do have a special guest joining us. And you may have read the title of this episode, but that the title does not give... Our guests, I think, enough do. I think we need to really hype up who we have on today. What do you think, Anthony? A hundred percent. But before we do, I just want to remind you, you could catch a brand new episode of the Movie Podcast every single Monday, and you can look out throughout the week for our review episodes and all the latest movies and series. Make sure you follow us at the Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd, and don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, join our Discord, and write into the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. Check out our show notes for all of those links and more. Some quick announcements before we dive into our special guests. We are watching The Batman very, very soon, and you can look forward to our social media reactions and full spoiler-free review on Monday, February 28th. So you may notice we won't have a new episode on Monday, but don't worry, because at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, you will be able to hear our thoughts on the Batman. Now, speaking of the Batman, we have a very special guest joining us on the show today. That is the whole reason why you are here. Joining us on the movie podcast today is no other than Mike Marino. Mike is a prosthetic makeup designer who's worked on films like The Batman, which is coming up. Uh, he's worked with The Weeknd, and he's worked on The Many Saints of Newark, Joker, True Detective Season 3, and so many more iconic films he was also just recently nominated for an oscar uh him and his team at prosthetic renaissance for their work on coming to america which when you see the work that they've done on this film is absolutely incredible are you excited to talk to mike today anthony i can't wait to chat with him and like talk about movies i think I think talking about movies is going to be something we're definitely going to do with him. 100%. Uh, it's pretty, it's, you know, it's cool. We love, as we always say, we love being able to talk to the humans who make the things that we love. Mm -hmm. And having Mike join us, you know, Mike is the first time we've ever had a prosthetic makeup designer join us. And I think that's pretty cool. It's cool to have a first on the show. I like having a lot of firsts on this show. Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I've been following him for... A while now and just even seeing his previous work and down even to his costume design for for Heidi Klum and like the Shrek and yeah and just, we're and doing the weekends makeup for like Vito Corleone and yeah. and for the Nutty Professor like it's crazy it's crazy seeing that it's an art form that is timeless and you know I think he's leaving a mark in the industry you know I I agree 100% with that you're saying Anthony so without further ado let's welcome Mike Marino to the movie podcast Hey, what's up? It's Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing? What's up, boys? I'm Daniel. I'm Anthony. Hey, guys. Thank Cheers. you so much. Thank you so much again for taking the time to join us on the Louis podcast today. Mike, how are you? Yeah, great, great, great. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah. You sound great. You sound great. You look All great. Right. You have an incredible background behind you right now. <laughs> yeah, you see some of this stuff? That's amazing. Got, uh, you can see, see kind of... You can see Brandy Watson over there. That's amazing. <laughs> 
uh, Arsenio is that Baba character. Yeah. It's just a bunch of random stuff, you know? It's awesome. I, I mean, again, first and foremost, congrats to you and your team on the Oscar nomination for coming to America. That's, that's, uh, thanks so much. What did, what did it feel like hearing your names announced? Oh, I was freaking out. You know, I thought it was like, you know, I mean, look, you know, when you're, when you're a kid and, you know, you're into movies and stuff and, and uh, you know, it's just like the best honor for like any person, you know, look, we don't, we don't do the work. So I don't, I don't do the work for awards. I don't try to, you know, to do that kind of thing but if it gets recognized cool you know it's awesome i'm pumped you know but you know my you know philosophy really is just the best work you possibly can just for you know just for your soul man you know just like you know you you, you too you don't want to do some happy podcast you want to make it the best you can you know yeah who was your uh who was your first phone call once you found out man it was so early i i don't think i called anyone <laughs> I think I think I I don't know I don't really know to be honest sort of a blur <laughs> I bet I think this is my first phone call now talking oh, oh that's amazing well we're, we're honored to have you thank 100%. you <laughs> now Mike you've worked on so many iconic characters from the Joker to the many saints of Newark and of course coming to America when you're working on creating these characters where do you start what do you reference what's your workflow Okay, well, the first thing I usually get is um, is a call from like a producer or an actor or something, and then we talk about what it is. Um, let's say you know, let's say coming to America, I got uh, Eddie's uh, producer and assistant uh, contacted me and um, told me the project. Obviously, I knew the project, um, so I so I had her visit my studio and we talked. And we, you know, just went through uh, what was needed in the, you know, on the job. And obviously, you know, I wanted to do it. You know, that's, you know, Coming to America is like one of my favorite films ever. Um, especially Rick Baker's makeup on, uh, on Eddie Murphy for the Saul character. Just, just basically, you know, it's the cool, one of the cool, it's like an iconic makeup. It's one of the coolest makeups ever done on film. You know, not only, you know, changing, uh, you know, the color, this, you know, the race, the, just everything. It was just all in good fun and the voice and everything. It's just like ultimate, you know, comedy character, you know? Um, so, I mean, I think, I think uh, it starts like that. It starts like with a conversation. It starts with, uh, you know, are we going to vibe kind of thing, you know, which a lot of people don't talk about this kind of aspect of it. People will say, oh, you start with sculpting and stuff. No, you have to start with really like the philosophy of um, your approach. You know, how are you going to do this? Why are you the right studio? You know, like a lot of the times people come to me uh, in the studio because I provide something different. Um, You know, I have relationships with people, actors and things like that. And I think that I'm viable. What I say, I 99% of the time pull off. So, um, so that's a good thing. And that was built up many, many years in the making. So, um, but technically we start off with photographs. We start out with a life cast and then within, um, after that process is over, now we're 3d scanning. Now we're 3d scanning actors. So they don't really have to go through a life casting process, which is really like this, you know, you mix up rubber and you put it all over their head and you know, plaster bandage and stuff like that. We're, we're, we're going more into a 
you know, higher tech version of scanning, 3D printing, uh, a more true representation of uh, someone's face uh, so that when we do sculpt uh, whatever we're making, whether it be a werewolf, you know, old age makeup or something like that, we have the absolute most accurate, you know, uh, representation of the actor's form because within a makeup on the inside is exactly the person's face on the inside so it fits so custom so it's really important to have a really great form under there that's like the jumping starting point that's just like an olympic swimmer or something like having perfect diving perfect picture. you know it's like you start right and then everything else is just better each time you have the next process I love that. So that's where we start. That's amazing. Uh, is 3D printing like something that's been utilized, like that's new to the industry in terms of getting things done real quickly? Yeah, I think, I mean, it actually takes longer. It's, uh, it's easier on the actor. It's, it's maybe the last five years, people, you know, and I think now it's really kind of coming into the spectrum of all studios because um, we always try to preserve the actor's time mm-hmm. and the comfort. So, I think it's gotten to a point where, you know, the, the, the uncomfortable aspect of the life cast situation has been kind of lessened. Um, so the scanning uh, is done in like five, 10 minutes max. And they just stand there, eyes open, everything's, you know, everything's cool. And then we most of the time don't need a life cast. And if we do, we'll do like a section or something, you know, just for skin texture, for reference. Um, but but I think it's a new thing, and I think it's it's rapidly advancing 3D printing technology, which is which is huge. Yeah. Um, just as a follow up, do you find it harder to age an actor like in True Detective or Coming to America, or to disfigure them like in The Undoing or The Weekend in Sa- in Sacrifice? Well, you know, each job is different. You know, it it's um, it. I always approach everything different. I think they're all super difficult. I can't say something's like super easy. Um, but I think really like the hardest stuff are the most realistic things um, because people know what that stuff looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, if I do an old age makeup and it kind of looks funky, like any novice can be like, that's fake. Right. You know, so that's really the hardest to convince and the hardest even though coming to America was hyper real makeups, they, they also have a bit of fun with it and a caricatured kind of vibe, you know, like, like a new character on um, Arsenio Hall, uh, Baba, his name was, his long dreadlocked, like witch doctor type dude. Yeah. He, um, you know, he's like a hyper realistic Muppet, you know, like he's got, he's got a go- goofy, you know, hunching over thing. His voice is really funny. Um, his teeth are missing, you know, his uh, contact lenses are all cataract, you know, and kind of wild. So it's, it's, it's more probably more fun to do those types of characters. Um, you know, the, obviously the weekend is fun anyway, just cause we're friends and it's just, he's into movies and he's into effect, you know, so that's just like fun overall. Um, you know, but the funny thing is like, we did a makeup his you know this old age thing and he didn't you know he does stuff like this like he didn't tell me at all and the next next time i see that makeup is like on the cover of his album you know so it was like i think he just planned it 
once he saw the photos of like, yo, that's the album cover. And I, I never saw it until it came out. And I was like, damn, you know, like, cool. <laughs> you know, I wanted to know, you know? Yeah. And, and that's actually what we were going to ask. Like, you know, we're a Toronto based show. So like seeing like you working with the weekend has been such a, like a cool collab for that to happen. Um, what's it, what was it like? Like, obviously you said you were friends what was it like working together and kind of bringing that cinematic you know presence to like the music world yeah well you know he's super cool i know he's the toronto man and uh i mean i i just got along with him right off the bat i mean he's a huge film buff you know so you know i went i went over to his place he's got this you know video drone poster you know david cronenberg another canadian you know it's like I'm a huge fan of that because Rick Baker did all the effects in that. So I know all about it. So it was like, all right, we're, we're, we're best buddies. You know, it was like, you know, we, uh, you know, are right on the same page, you know? So, uh, so I think that's one of his favorite films and it's one of my favorite films. So it was just kind of like, okay, we can do all this cool stuff. You know, and we talk, he's like, did you see this movie? Yeah, I saw that movie. No, I never saw it. So we're always like, you know, trying to, you know, kind of learn off each other and then, okay, well, can we do this thing like this film? Why don't we do that? You know, and, it, you know, and he's open to it. He's cool. He's, he's a real artist, you know? So, so um, it's a cool collaboration. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And then, yeah, like that, that artwork for Don FM, like that's, that's iconic now. Like that's forever going to be <laughs> like remembered. Um, yeah, cool stuff, man. Throwing it back like to the movie side, like, like for us, like you, like we're huge film nerds. We, we love watching behind the scenes of, films growing up and like i just remember like watching behind the scenes like jurassic park and like terminator and aliens even up to like to iron man like stan winston is somebody that i always like that comes to mind um yeah was there, was there like a movie for you growing up that was kind of like a light switch that was like this is this is the world i need to be in this is what i need to be doing with my life yeah well actually the first film i ever saw was the elephant man oh. you know and i was i was like four years old and it was david lynch film and, uh, you know, at that time, I don't know what the hell I'm looking at, you know, I'm still like learning how to speak and shit, you know? So, um, <laughs> I, you know, I, one of the first like images in my brain is just like monstrous dude's head, you know, it's like freak, freaked out face, but you know, like it, it was a beautiful film. It's a masterpiece. That movie, David Lynch is one of his favorite, one of my favorite films, one of his best films. Um, and the funny thing is like actually Mel Brooks produced that film and not a lot of people know that. Um, but that movie was so like disturbing for me that that really kind of sent me in like, okay, I'm scared of this face. You know? And uh, a few years later, uh, uh, Michael Jackson's thriller came out and they showed the making of thriller, which had Rick Baker in it showing, um, you know, the video drum head, like actually like Michael Jackson's holding split open head from video draw, you know? So, um, and he's holding, he's in his studio and they show Rick doing Michael Jackson's life cast and then skull thing and then gluing the makeup on. And at that point that was like, okay, it's fake. I want to do that. I want to be just like Rick Baker, you know? So it became like my absolute obsession at that point. I, I taped that you guys are too young, but when VCRs were only option, you know, <laughs> you would take, you know, blank tape and tape the shit. So in 1983, you know, when that came out, I was, you know, taping that. So we taped it off MTV cause they played it constantly. Yeah. So taped it. I watched that thousands of times, like to the point where I have memorized like every single, 
every little thing, you know. So it it really was like, okay, this is an obsession yeah. for me. So that really was like this the switch there. How do you find working like with prosthetics and makeup versus what we're seeing a lot now done with CG? Like where like does your work uh do you go hand in hand? Because like like I think of something like the Irishman where you you worked on the Irishman, but they also did a lot of de-aging through CG on that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, look, the world's kind of that's that, yeah, that that stuff's. Um, I think at this point, it's really like a director's choice, right? You know, it's just another tool. Uh, you know, prosthetics and effects are a tool. CG is a tool. You know, some people really like to um, do CG stuff, so they don't have to like fuck around on set or anything, or just do minimal preparation. But I also feel like that's somewhat of a cop out too and it's laziness and planning sure um and a lot of the directors you know i mean there's so many great directors out there but there's also directors i don't know what they're doing you know and they're like i don't know how this works and i don't know you know so it's like you suck i don't want to work with you you know so you know so i want to work with the people that really know about film yeah know about effects you know and then it's a conscious choice it's like you know do i want a you know, a Ferrari. Do I want fucking? Bentley? I mean, they're both different. They're both effects or cars or whatever. They're different. You know, they do different stuff. You know, so it's like I think it's a director's choice. Um, and the cool thing is, like, someone like John Favreau uh, n- really utilizes both aspects of practical effects, digital effects, and he's a geek too. So he knows that people tend to really attach themselves to practical things like masks, makeup, animatronic things, and certain CGs, things that when you need CG, you know, there's like no way we can do that kind of stuff, you know? So he really blends all that stuff together. And I think that's coming from a fan perspective of on his part, you know, and practicality too. Like, can we do this? Can we do that? You know, George Lucas had actually said, um, you know, I don't know why there's something to a mask, even though, you know, it's fake, yeah. even though, you know, it's kind of, it's phony and CG too. That's phony too. He said, you know, I don't know why, but people just tend to like that practical stuff more. I just, I can't understand it, you know? but it's true. I think it has something to do with uh, photographing something that's there, uh, having a natural reaction and you're seeing it. Um, you know, and I love CG effects too. And that really is so advanced, amazing. Um, not, not knocking that at all, but, you know, I think it's really just like a tool. It's like, um, do you want to paint with an airbrush or a paintbrush? You know, it's like they're both serving a purpose. I think they're both really good right now, technically, um, technologically with our field and technologically with CG stuff. I mean, it's like anything too. It's like you have a studio that's really good. And you have a studio in your same business that sucks and they, it looks crappy, you know, same with CG too. You have great, great effects studios. And then you have like people that are phoning it in, you know? So it's like, it's not like digital and then practical. It's really becomes an individual orchestration of direction, you know? And, you know, so I think that it's become a choice, um, to use effects, use makeup effects. And, you know, someone like The Weeknd in particular loves makeup stuff. You know, he loves effects. So, obviously, he's going to 
attract himself to doing more of that type stuff. Right. And it's cool because like, like you said, like it's not like makeup and, and prosthetics are like considered old because you guys are also innovating in how you're doing that too. Right. So like everything is always yeah. evolving as well. Um, we, I got to ask you, of course, like we got to talk about the Batman you you're working with Colin. Yeah. And it, it's funny because every interview I've been watching with Colin Farrell, he's been saying, you know, he's on the Mike Marino press tour, uh, which is yeah. funny. Um, you know, <laughs> it's great. His work, like, and his look in that is like, we've never seen it before. You know, the penguin is like, like kind of like we've never seen him before and very different from how we saw him in the Tim Burton uh, Batman Returns, uh, which Stan right. worked on. You know, what was it like creating this version of Oswald Cobblepot? You know, I read the script. I spoke to Matt. Um, I think we were on the same page on who he was. Uh, and I had really strong opinions on how he should look. And Colin, after he read the script, I believe that, you know, he didn't quite know who or who he was yet. Mm. And I believe that, Colin learned who the penguin was once we started doing makeup tests. You know, we did the makeup tests. He looked in the mirror and his whole entire personality changed. And it was like, he was, he told me, you know, like, okay, now I know what to do. Exactly. It was like, boom, turn a switch on and you're this crazy gangster guy, you know? So, so I mean, it's a, it's Matt's world is really kind of like a, a hyper hyper realistic world it's not uh danny devito penguin world which is tim burton which i love that film i think it's one of like it's like one of the best batman things ever you know it's super cool it's fun but it's you know just you know it's completely tim burton right you know it has the, the, you know the music the danny elfman stuff it's got it's got the dark you know the pale stuff the dark eyes and Batman is, you know, very specific and the penguin has that pale eye thing. It's very signature to Tim Burton. He's amazing, but can't do that. You know? Right. Um, the Matt's world is more based on like a, a real environment, real city, you know, much, much like the Christian Bale, uh, you know, Batman stuff, you know, and, uh, but it's different. It's a different, um, I think people will enjoy it. I think, um, Colin, uh, it was really like, I just work on instinct, you know? So my instincts told me to sculpt something very specifically and let's see how Matt reacts. Let's see how DC reacts. Let's see how Warner brothers reacts. Let's see how Colin reacts. You know? So I just kind of like go all in like ballsy and here's what I feel like it should be. And me and Matt have really good collaboration with each other. So we were just super open phone calls. He's a huge David Lynch fan. So we were all like fucking talking about films and stuff for three hours, you know? And, and uh, so it was like, we we're on the same page, you know? And uh, I showed that stuff and um, it was like, okay, wait, this is Colin. That's Colin. And I was like, yeah, you know, we can do this, do this. He's just like, fuck, that's cool. That's, that's cool. That's, I love it, you know? So it became like, um, I did a little bit of like show and telly kind of thing through pictures of sculptures and things, but um, I think it was, a, I think it was right. 
it was all it all kind of came together and uh and then when we did the makeup tests it kind of it worked it looks well. it looks incredible it looks absolutely incredible cool. thank you the process for you to work can take hours and you just said that going through it with colin he became the penguin once he started to get into that into the makeup did he become the penguin from then on throughout the different oh yeah he knew right away like yeah he was like boom all the time i mean when he was in the makeup you know he's he's that guy you know it's it was so fun that's the thing i mean it's it was fun to be that guy and it's way more fun than than me or than him you know to be that guy it's fun as hell you know so he was he was right into character man you know it's just like a switch it's really cool is there anything you're working on right now that you can share with our audience no not really (laughs) (laughs) um i'm we're definitely doing some cool stuff um some more things with the weekend i could say awesome weekend more and more and more and more um but film wise i can't say anything yet but uh just some cool stuff there's cool stuff out there stuff to look forward to Um, yeah what are you looking forward to this year like from projects outside of what you've kind of been working on movie shows is there anything that you've been watching or you're looking forward to watching this year oh man i don't know i mean i really know what to expect to be honest um i'm i'm just waiting on batman you know I, i i don't really know what else is coming out. I don't, I don't really follow up on a lot of things. I, I kind of hide and just, you know, make stuff and just kind of in my own world. Um, but I'm, I'm open to everything, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's coming out. You guys, you know, more than me, <laughs> tell me what's coming out. <laughs> we're just, we're just Batman on the brain. 100% right 100%. now. We're, <laughs> we're seeing it, uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So cool. we're just, just, can't wait to see what you've been what you've been up to and what Matt's been doing. And uh, it's going to be special. I think it's going to be really be special. Yeah, I think so too. I think, uh, I think it's a new take and um, it's fun, man. I mean, it's uh, I think it has potential to, to be popular and big and do more. Definitely. So we'll see. Uh, Mike, thank you so much again for your time. We don't want to take up too much of it today. Uh, we're so excited to see what you work on next. And we really hope to see you on the podium next month. So thank you again. For ah, yeah, cool. Thanks so much. Good talking to you guys. You too, man. Take care. Stay safe, man. Take care. See you, Canada. Thank you so much again, Mike, for joining us on the movie podcast. That was pretty amazing. Mike is the Mike was awesome. I've learned so much in the past 25 minutes about prosthetics and just like it's like again, it's this work of art that I think people don't see a lot of. And to hear about the how it goes through and the processes of making it. It's fantastic. I'm super stoked to to have more conversations with Mike in the future. If Mike, if you're listening, please come free. back on the show. Please to come back on the show. I, <laughs> yeah, and I can't wait to see what he's doing next because I know you know he said he had stuff. It was, it was secrets. It was like lots off the of record secrets. Stuff, Mike's full of secrets. But again, like there's there's a magic to what Mike does and yeah. what Mike and his team do. Um, it's one of those things that when you when you see it, it's almost it's almost invisible in the sense where you're watching someone or you're like, you know, we look at Mahershala Ali in true detective season three. You're like, Oh my, that's old Mahershala Ali. Like it takes your mind um, like a little while to like, to to figure out like, Oh, that's just not, that's, that's makeup. That is something being done. And, And I think that's what, when it, when it all comes back to just movie magic 
Yeah. And I love movie magic. And I think, you know, we were telling, like, we were talking to Mike about how we used to love watching, or we still do, watching the making of, of behind the scenes for films. And there's such a magic to the work that he's doing. And that's why I'm so excited to see, like, obviously up next, we have the Batman and uh, we get to see Colin Farrell, like we've never seen him before. And, you know, really see him become a different person. And I think that's what acting is kind of all about. It's like you are putting, it's like you are watching a movie is pulling off a magic trick yeah. because you are just transported watching that. And obviously clearly when you have that type of makeup done and prosthetics, that's going to help you to become that different person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, you, I can't, I can't say how many people I've shown that picture of Colin Farrell and say, and that's Colin say, Farrell, that's Colin Farrell. They're like, no, it's not. It's like, yeah. And they're like shocked. Yeah. And that's again, that's all Mike's work. That's amazing. Uh, we're going to have links to all of Mike's work in our show notes below. So definitely make sure to check out everything that Prosthetic Renaissance is doing because they truly are pulling off magic. And like we said at the end of our interview, we are rooting for them at the Oscars this year. And I want to give a shout out to Mike's full team here. So it's Mike Marino, Stacey Morris, and Carla Farmer who are all nominated for the makeup and hairstyling category. So uh, best of luck to all of them. And thank you so much for listening to this special edition of the movie podcast. As always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday, except for this upcoming Monday, because instead we will have our spoiler free review of the Batman available at 12 PM Eastern. So make sure you're looking forward to that and make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd at the movie podcast. Leave us a review on Apple podcasts and Spotify and join our discord. You could also write into the show at hello at the movie Thank you so much again for listening. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. We cannot wait to see what you're working on next. That was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next.